I was thinking this morning about a time that I had a discussion with a Muslim man who asked me a question, why are you a Christian? And we got into a great discussion. So in order to answer that question, I had to talk to him about who is Jesus? And so I'm going to tell you a little bit later um, how that conversation went and how it ended. Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail, and today I have Karen Wisniewski on the program. Say hi, Karen. Hello there. Have you ever had discussions with people who are questioning you about who they thought Jesus was? I'm sure I have, um, but I myself um, had questions with um, a doctor that I worked with who was Muslim and we talked about what he, his beliefs were. So we had a, a conversation back and forth. Well, and um, I've had conversations with people who would tell me, well, you know, Gail, there are many roads to Rome. So what they were saying, it doesn't matter what path you take, you can get to heaven, and it doesn't matter what religion you are. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit, you know, I've had a lot of discussions in this arena. I used to be a part of a group when I went to Bible college in Canada. The town, the editor of the town paper was an atheist. The reporter was an agnostic. I was the only one that was a believer. And we had discussions about God and other things. And I've always found that really invigorating and fun. Some say that Jesus was just a man. Others say he was a good teacher. Some say he was a prophet. Others say he was God's first creation, no more than Michael the archangel. And others say he was Lucifer's brother. Now, isn't that uh, strange to think about, Karen? Yeah. <clears throat> Just recently, I was think I've heard that the some say he was Lucifer's brother, which I did not have any knowledge of that for a long time. Now, you might be listening and you might be from a background that believes some of the things I just talked about. So now I want to finish my story to do with the Muslim gentleman who was talking to me. So he said to me, I think this was when I was working for a trauma center. We were just a lot of my discussions were just in plain, ordinary uh, conversations with people. There was no debating. And so he said, why are you a Christian? And he got real serious. And I says, well, it really boils down to one thing. I said, you take Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Hare Krishna, Joseph Smith. You put all those guys in one group together and what do you see different? And he stopped. He thought. He paused. And he said, well, I don't see anything different. And I said, I do. He goes, what do you see different? I said, Muhammad is dead. Buddha is dead. Krishna is dead. Joseph Smith is dead, but Jesus Christ is alive. He rose from the dead. 
There is no body to be found. He said he was God, and he proved it by raising from the dead. And the guy stopped. He goes, I never thought of that. And he actually accepted Christ of his own free will. Now, that's a big deal when that happens. That's really good. (laughs) Well, when you're having a discussion like that, you know, it really goes right back to the question that Jesus asked the disciples. He said, who do man say that I am? And so he had been spending all this time with the disciples. He had been doing signs. He had been doing wonders right in front of them. You would have thought they'd have known who he was. But you know, they didn't always get it right away. And Matthew 16, 13 through 20 says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And by the way, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. That was a significant answer. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Haiti will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So that's kind of a strange thought too. But on this rock, now he's not really talking about Peter. He's talking about the revelation. When when Peter used Messiah, very important. Peter is saying, I recognize that you are the anointed one the Savior of the world, God incarnate, God in the flesh, because that was quite a revelation. Yeah, um, I just popped in my mind of the conversation that I had one time about, I was just inquiring what um, this Muslim believed, because I didn't know at the time. And my question was if he he had believed in um, the Old Testament, and he he said yes, and then, um, but the New Testament, right, with Jesus. I said, so what did you do then for um, sins? Because Jesus paid the price for our sin. He died on the cross. So what do you do then? Because we all sin. What do you do? Because back in then, the Old Testament, if you believe in that, they had to sacrifice animals. So um, that was an interesting conversation conversations with people of different faith and other religions, as long as you do them in love, because God loves all nations and he loves all people 
from all walks of life yeah. is so important. And I was really intrigued um, um, what his his beliefs were. So Now we need to take a look at who did Jesus say he was? Karen, would you read John 14, 1 through 6? Yeah. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And then Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what does that scripture say to you? Jesus is the only way. So you're telling me that all roads do not lead to Rome? Yes. <laughs> there is only one way? Yes. So Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way to the Father. That, that, was, that was a great statement by our Lord himself saying that, that who he was. And so I want to go on and I want to read John chapter 8 verses 48 through 59. And after Jesus was done here, they wanted to stone him. And I'm going to share with you why. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed boy? They didn't like Jesus. I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Verily, truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say whoever obeys your word will never taste of death? Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father who you claim as your God is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I had said I did not, I would be a liar like you but I know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Verily, truly, I tell you, now listen to this next statement. Jesus answered, Before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus himself slipped away from the temple grounds. So what Jesus was saying when he said, before Abraham was, I am. He used the name that God used. I am that I am. What he was saying to them before Abraham was, I am God. 
And then they wanted to kill him because that was to them. They, they thought Jesus was blaspheming. So, you know, it says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God. And then John 1, 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And this is the main thought. We're, we're, we're Christians because Jesus said he was God. He died on the cross. And then he said in John 2, 19, Jesus answered him, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Now, they were thinking that he was talking about the physical temple, but he was talking about his body. And so, before Abraham was, I am. And if you destroy this temple, I'll prove it. I'll raise again in three days. Hmm. So why did Jesus have to be God? That is a very, very good question, Karen. Why did Jesus have to be God? Well, he had to be um, fully God. And then when Jesus came here on earth, right, he had to be 100% man in order to pay the penalty for sin. Because the penalty for sin is death. And he's, we were talking earlier that there will be no death. But why did he have to be God? Now, I'm going to answer that. I'm going to go back even further. you got to go to the Old Testament. The sacrifice for sin required a pure, spotless lamb. Yeah. And there's no angel that's good enough. There's no man that's good enough. It had to be God in the flesh coming to earth, dying on the cross, so that you and I could have eternal life. Otherwise, the sacrifice would not have been good enough. And that is why when you take away from the deity of Christ, you take away from your own salvation. Because either Jesus was who he said he was, or he was a lunatic. But Jesus was who he said he was, and he proved it, by the resurrection from the dead. And that's why when the disciples would go and they would go preach from town to town and they would preach that the one you crucified raised from the dead. Man, they, they got whole cities in the uproar. They caused riots at that preaching, right? Yeah. Can you imagine what it would be like to go downtown Iraq and preach about the resurrected Christ? That might cost you your life. Yeah. But... He paid the price. Only God in the flesh could go into hell and suffer an eternity for us and pay our price. I know I couldn't handle it, could you? No. I just, 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 a, just right now, as you said that again, just a, a gratefulness, right, of what, what he did for us so that we can have eternal life with him. Very grateful he pardoned us. Hey, would you read some of the titles of who Christ is in the New Testament? Yeah. Um, he's our Christ, our Lord, our Master, our Logos, the Word, right? The Son of God, the Son of Man, 
son of David, the Lamb of God, the new Adam, the second Adam, and the last Adam, the light of the world, the King of Jews, and Rabbi. Amen. Amen. And now the scripture I want to read, and that's Revelation 1.18. I love this scripture. Here's what Jesus said. It's the end of the book of Revelation, or in the beginning of the book of Revelation. I am the living one. I was dead. Now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Wow. To me, that is an amazing scripture right there. That's our king. I was dead, and behold, I am alive. He is the one who was and is and is to come. That's who Jesus says. That's why it's so important if you're getting involved with a religious organization. This is why it's so important to find out what do they believe about Jesus. We'll never have unity of doctrine, but we can have unity of the faith that Jesus is the Christ. That word Christ is not Jesus' last name. That word Christ means he is Messiah, anointed one, savior of the world. That is what that word Christ means. He's king of kings, Lord of lords. Mm. He'll come back someday. He's going to be coming soon. We'll go to meet him in the air when that trumpet sounds. All that are alive in Christ and then those that are, have died in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the Lord in the air. Karen, why don't you give people an invitation to accept Christ? Yeah, I just, I, I think of um, a time, it's like some of us are fearful of death and we don't have to be fearful of dying here on earth, is that if we know where we're going. And I, I just to think that, do say to yourself, you know, ask yourself, um, if I should die today, if today be the day that I take my last breath here on earth, where shall I go? And you can be sure of that. And that is um, recognizing that you, that we are sinners, right? That we have sinned, we fall short of the glory of God. And um, say to the Lord that, yeah, um, I am a sinner and ask for forgiveness and repent of those sins and ask the Lord to come into your heart and um, that you do your best to follow him here on earth and have that everlasting life. So Lord Jesus, um, we do thank you that you are our Lord and that you are our savior and that you are the King of Kings. And Lord, that you, um, you don't want anyone to perish but have eternal life with you. So Lord, um, just say, Lord Jesus, um, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you are um, the Savior, my Savior, and I ask you to cleanse me of um, all my sins, purify my heart, Lord God, and help me to walk um, my days here on earth following you, and let you be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray for those today that feel in despair, they feel lost, or may, or maybe even they're in need of of healing in their physical bodies. Father, for those that are listening today, I pray that your presence would go to them. I pray Isaiah 63, 9, 
that the angel of your presence will go to where they're at and minister your peace and your presence to them right now in the name of Jesus. So it really is important that we know who Jesus is. Because if you know who he is, and then you know who you got living on the inside of your heart, and you know your authority and everything that comes. You know why uh, Jesus said those who believe will never taste of death? Because the second death is going to hell. He died. So those that believe in him would never taste that death. If you choose Jesus, you choose life. We die someday, but uh, let me just say the words of Paul. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Amen. So thank you for tuning in to the program this morning. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that we hear from you. At the end of this program, there will be uh, our contact information so you can maybe let us know a subject that you would like to hear for yourself. So I just want you to know today, Karen and I want you to know that God loves you. Any closing thoughts, Karen? Yeah, you. I love that. You are loved and um, you are wanted and um, the Lord is just, yeah, he wants you to come to him, to come to him just as you are, just as you are. Well, and I think, too, the when Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I think about all the people that need rest today. Maybe they're up at 1 a.m. because they can't sleep. Well, I pray for you that you can get rest, that you would fall to sleep after this program and get the good, nice rest for the rest of the morning. That It's 1 a.m., so it's early. So, um, well, may the Lord bless you because... He loves you and he cares about you. You know, my grandma taught me that song, I found a friend, oh, such a friend. Well, Jesus wants to be your friend and he wants to walk with you every day. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. May you always know that you are never alone that Jesus loves you and I hope that you heard his voice through our voices this morning. God bless you and have a great day.